0: Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and if you've been paying attention and you would have had to have been paying attention, because I don't know if I've said it out loud that much uh, you'll know I'm in Devon this week, I'm on holiday this week and I'm out and about, it. it's 6.36 in the morning and I thought I'd get a walk in whilst recording this and hopefully describe a little bit of what's going on in the background as I pontificate on whatever I'm going to pontificate on. And I'm not actually 100% sure, but we'll see where, we, see where we end up. I'm currently on a road from the little village of Cofton. And in fact, I don't even know if Cofton is a place, actually, but it's where the, the holiday village is. And I'm walking along a, a very narrow wooded road on the way to um, a place called Cockwood, and then I'll wander along the side of the X for a bit and head towards Dawlish Warren. Um, I'll try and remember to post a few photos uh, so you get some sense of where I am in fact I'll I'll stop and do one now and while I'm doing that you can have a little bit of that twangy guitar Mm just wandering through Cockwood and past the uh, pub called the Ship Inn um, I'm about to pass another pub actually there's two pubs in what is a very small little it's almost a hamlet um, the anchor the is the other one and yet in the same little collection of houses you have uh, the Cofton Village Green and the Cofton Parish Hall so clearly Cofton's a place as well So i'm not quite sure how it all fits together but these these answers kind of come to you as you wander about which is kind of nice and on the left hand side there's a what would look like a little harbour really but it's on the uh on the river on the x and because the x is tidal at the moment i'm looking at a lot of small boats on the mud effectively but in a few hours of time they'll have been raised up probably i don't know five six feet um, and because that's the extent of how much the X seems to, to come in and out here. So I'll post a picture of the Little Harbour as well, in fact I might have to pause in a second to take that because I haven't even started talking about the thing I was going to talk about. Um, so I'll start that and see how far I get before I potentially have a little pause to take a photo. But it, it, Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones is the problem, the problem appears to be Indiana Jones and the holiday schedule, which actually sounds like the really naff next instalment of the of the franchise, but that is definitely what's causing me some concern at the moment. And I shall stop there, take a photo, and come back to you. Right, all sorted, and I'm back with you. Uh, a bit further up the road, because I've actually walked around. Well, so here's the other thing. We'll come back to Indiana Jones in a minute. Apologies, because I'm getting myself sidetracked here. Um, but the road I'm walking on, uh, which is adjacent to the um, to the river, clearly when the river rises, there's an issue with the drainage or something, because every morning there's been two kind of pump some form of pump trucks or something, whatever they are, um, that are clearing the road of excess water. So it's almost like there's been some form of flash flood. You get a puddle that basically goes all the way over the road as the water comes up through the drain or what have you. I'm not quite sure where it comes from. but And, and they have a routine now where these trucks come out for half an hour, an hour in the morning. They, they sort of remove all the, the standing water and then they go to the other end and they effectively pump it back somewhere. And I don't quite know where it goes. Um, so they're here every morning doing something now it might not be that what they're doing but all i know is that if you come at certain points in time there's lots of water and you come an hour later and it's all gone and there are these big tankers that are pumping something somewhere and the company says on the side that you know that liquid and and, and waste waste liquid removal is part of what they do so Anyway, I'll leave that one to one side because that didn't ha- last time we were here. That wasn't happening. So, quite an interesting little phenomenon, really. That you, you know, the, the river rises, it floods a certain part of the road. They come out every day. They clear the waste water very quickly, and then we carry on with our day. So the road's passable. Uh, Indiana Jones. So, I've kind of it's all gone a little bit wrong because I've. I've kind of forgotten that Indiana Jones was out and I really wanted to see it at the cinema, and for some reason it's all got complicated with the holiday schedule. Uh, I've just realised how naff this is because I'm actually just about to tell you that I might not get to see Indiana Jones at the cinema because I've really messed up my calendar. And I don't know if that's really does that does that constitute anything worth saying? I'm not quite I'm not quite sure. I mean it's it's floating around my head, so I guess in the context of TFM, it's it's perfectly you know it's perfectly fine because it's a big thing for me at the moment I'm desperately trying to work out if I can find a few hours and a cinema in close proximity to go and see this film before we go to France next week and probably miss it full stop um, so I suppose it's a big deal for me so I suppose it's it's kind of okay I'm just talking about a very very small scheduling cock-up on my part well, it's not a small one it's a big deal isn't it I mean look it's It's Harrison's last trip out. It is a big deal. It's a big deal. But, so I've now got to try and find a cinema. Somewhere around here and a few hours where I can persuade the family that it's absolutely fine for me to clear off and go and indulge in my Indiana Jones passion. And as it stands at the moment, as it stands at the moment, I've no idea if that's going to happen and if it happens where. Um, Right, I've said it. I will now carry on with the walk and try and say something more sensible that's got a little bit more gravitas and ballast than what I've just taken you through for the last five minutes. So we're staying in a lodge. Um, And the lodge isn't, see when you think of lodge, I think in the woods and I think of built in wood and it's not that. Um, it's It's a big static caravan is what it is. Don't get me wrong. It's a very nice static caravan. But ultimately, that's, that's kind of what it is. Um, but it's, it's brought back a load of memories. And you're going to ask me why it's brought back a load of memories. And it's brought back a load of memories because one of the things that's, that Josh and I have been doing while we've been here is we've been playing cricket. Now, this lodge has a kind of a... almost like a, um, a walkway, and then it opens up to kind of like a little what would it be like a little area at the back it's not a terrace obviously but you know a little kind of area at the back where there's some seats and what have you and um and this walkway which runs all the way down the side so basically you walk from the the back of this posh static caravan to the front and then there's a a sliding door and what have you at the front and it's perfect for cricket right it's well, all right. It's not perfect, but, but it's 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 serviceable for cricket. It's the right length for a decent delivery, so that's fine. And you can put a set of wickets at one end. And we've been using two of the chairs, two of the little stools from the table. And you can bowl and you can bat down there. So it's like a, it's kind of like a cricket net without the net. And I don't know what you call a cricket net without the net, but it's kind of like a cricket net without a net. So what Josh and I have been doing, we've been grabbing half an hour here and there and playing cricket. And it takes me back to one of the, one of the great things, one of the great memories of growing up um, at our house was we had a long drive. And it was okay for football, but it was spectacular for cricket. And it's kind of taken me back because having a long, thin drive is a, is a kind of a, 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 a cricketing... it's it's cricketing nirvana to a certain extent and we played for hours um playing cricket down that drive absolutely hours i played for with my brother and with mates and we would get if there was three or four of us we could get we could just about get fielders down there though it was fairly hairy fielding because you were fairly close in Uh, but we could certainly have kind of a because of the way the garage door was it was kind of like a, a second or a third slip so we used to play. If we had one fielder, we'd have a slip, because that's where it kind of went to the garden. And then if if we had an extra player, we might have somebody sort of up the wicket, which was which was a dangerous bit of dangerous bit of fielding. I mean, we only use a tennis ball, but it's still it is still a dangerous bit of fielding. And being here and playing in this kind of little narrow bit that we've got has really taken me back. We were, in fact we were talking about it the other day um actually i don't know why why would things like why why do you get taken back to things like that i'm I'm not quite sure and why is it that you don't know when you're doing those things that are just normal because you're growing up and you're nine and you're ten and you've got seem to have lots of time on your hands and so you play cricket down your drive that that you don't know that's going to be a treasured memory a cherished memory until you get to now. And so the way you look back on what was normal at the time is, is kind of slightly, it's slightly odd. Um, but that doesn't make it any, it doesn't diminish how treasured it, it is, I suppose. But it is, it is weird I would be thrown back to that today or thrown back to that this week. And to be honest, I'm gonna be thrown back to another one in a minute. But before we get to that, we'll, we'll have a little pause and a regroup. I was hoping by now you would have heard a train because the train line is literally a few yards away to my left. Um, a couple of reasons why it's happening: you'd hear a train. One because obviously, nice bit of audio. Yeah? At the moment, all you've really had is sounds of nature and the odd car and quite a bit of breeze. Um, but also because we're going to extra this morning and to have a, a, a wander around because the weather's not going to be great and we're going on the train and I've not heard any yet so I'm just hoping that the trains are all still running as normal. Anyway, that's an aside. Um, the, uh, we've, we've, had, we've had this two pence arcade machine infatuation and it's all to do with tickets um, and I haven't seen this and well why would i why would i have seen this Um, but it all started off at tenmouth pier so we had a walk along tenmouth pier um or a walk in tenmouth pier you can't get to the end of it but a walk in tenmouth pier the other day and there there's lots and lots of those those machines where you put two pence in at the top and it works its way down and then there's two different you know a number of different shelves of two peas and it falls at the back and then it's kind of pushed forward and then money will drop you know gravity will win and money will drop into the next bit and then that will move a bit and then hopefully money drops out at the bottom it's it's kind of a bit tipping pointy if you watch tipping point it's 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 tipping point i guess but obviously tipping point originally was these these machines and obviously it goes back to when we were kids and these things look like the things we saw when we were kids but They've, they've kind of rejuvenated this whole thing by the fact that you, win, you get money back, yes, to keep you playing, but you also win tickets. They do, they do these little bonus tickets. So, um, depending on how much you win and where the little bonus flashes at, you get thrown these tickets. And they are like old fashioned cinema or rail tickets, it's exactly what they look like. And you, you get hundreds of these things. And, of course, it becomes an infatuation. The, because you collect so many of these tickets, you keep going back, but, you know, because you, you get a wad. You get a wad of these things. And then at the end, what happens is you you feed these tickets into... I, I don't know what you would call it. It's like, it's like the opposite of a dispenser, uh, an automatic dispenser. So instead of a ticket coming out, you feed the tickets back in. I'm trying to think of a of an example that works really well. I can't think of one on top of my head. So you, you literally put one in and, and it chews these tickets up and it, and then gives you a little voucher to tell you how many tickets you've collected. And you know, and it's in the hundreds. It's in the hundreds. It you know it could easily be in the thousands. And then you take it to a little kiosk um and at this little kiosk you exchange you exchange your little voucher that now tells you how many tickets you've got together. You know, 374. And you go and you can you can exchange it for a tat. So let's be honest, it's it's tat. You know, it's it's rubber bouncing balls and it's pencil sharpeners and it's you know fridge magnets and it's, it's all manner of the kind of stuff you'd expect to see at the fairground. Um, kind of garish, kind of kind of tat really. Those kind of squidgy balls with lights in and all all manner of things. But it's such a clever piece of marketing. Uh, and it and it's really it, is it very much in tune with human instinct that you go and you I mean the one that I really enjoyed was and you might remember this it's like a it's like a, a kind of a bowling alley type of thing with black and white lines and you have a, a little kind of guide that you put your two pence in and your two pence goes off down this guide and it hits the wall at the back and then it, it settles and if it settles completely on the white you get you get you know a, a, a Tickets and, a, and some cash back, but if it settles anywhere on the black or not quite, you know, not quite fully in line with the white, you lose it. And it's a really simple, it's a really simple premise. But I sat transfixed and got through. Okay, I got through a, probably a pound or what have you. But that's 50 goes of this thing whilst collecting my tickets. And of course, it's only when you get to the end, and you and and. You know the kids. The kids arrived back. I mean, I'm talking about a ten-year-old and a sixteen-year-old here. I mean, everybody was regressing doing this. Arrived back with like a number of refresher tubes and a bouncy ball and an X. And you looked at this And you looked at like if we just gone to if we just gone to home bargains. You know, we'd probably have spent about a pound. And then you look and you go, that's cost us eleven quid. We've spent eleven quid. We've done that thing you should never do in an amusement arcade where we change a ten pound note. And and then there's just a constant back and forth of kind of another pound, kind of another pound, which you then converted into two Ps of all things. And you looked and you thought, I've just I've just literally we've just Okay we've had a good time But we've we've just killed an hour or so, or what have you? But converted the pounds quid into like 50 or 60 pence worth of suites at the other end but we think we've done really well because actually to convert it to that we had to get rid of 374 tickets or whatever it whatever it turned out to be so it's a little bit of genius um if i'm being perfectly honest and i suppose it's innocent as well and these are bygone activities and i'm not convinced there's going to be a link here to heavy gambling um you know I don't think, I don't think we need to be taking, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it will. Maybe what we should be doing now is what we're doing. We're just taking a bit of time out from it. So perhaps, you know, maybe it might be a few more years before we indulge again. And we can, you know, we can, when, you know, when the fun stops, when the fun stops. I'm just walking, getting to the end of this path. Uh, and walking into Dawlish Warren, which is a strange place, actually. A little bit of step back in time, really, because it's mainly sort of holiday villages, campsites, and what have you, and then some various activities and things for people to to get on with. It has a very much of a 60s, 70s feel about it. Um, But it would be remiss, complete jump, would be remiss not to mention we we'll talk about the by-elections that have taken place this week. And I'm not going to talk a lot about it. And, and, you, and you know you know my political views and I don't need to bang on about a lot of it. Obviously, two of the results went the way that we hoped they would, uh, which was obviously down in Froome and Somerton and also Selby and Anstey with, with big, big Conservative majorities being overturned. Uh, one for the Lib Dems and one for Labour, uh, which is great news. A lot of grumbling up in Selby about the Labour candidate because of his age, because of his background. Um, a lot of diversion there. The true, the, the the true socialists don't like it because he hasn't spent 30 years down the pit. Um, I, I'm not quite sure how that works if I'm being perfectly honest, but it seems to me that anybody who isn't fixated on getting rid of this or certainly focused on getting rid of this appalling government uh, and would rather have a pure principled argument um, than actually just get rid of this absolute um, aberration that we have at the moment then i think they should give the heads a wobble but that's fine it's not my that's not my political belief I'm, i'm certainly not gonna die on that particular hill but i don't get it um, and then, of course, we have we have Uxbridge. Uxbridge and Ryelip, which didn't, which didn't fall to Labour, and yet was by far the smallest of the, the majorities to overturn. It was still a big, it was, I mean, it was still six thousand. It was still a number to overturn, but they fell shy by about five hundred votes, and it's being blamed on ULES by both sides, actually. Everybody's saying it was you, Les. The Victoria's candidate said it was you, Les, and, and Labour are saying it's it's to do with, you know, the ultra-low emission zone, which is spreading out to the suburbs and causing some disquiet. And I get it from a cost-of-living perspective, but then, at the same time, I'm looking at the stats every single day about the changes in weather and going, well, when, if not now, when? if. At what point do we turn around to people who are driving and i and i get look i get there's the whole issue here of of of, but there's a a problem with the system there's a problem with the system if the reason that we can't do something about this is because people are trapped into a cycle where they can't afford to change vehicles that are 10 12 however many years old and are really inefficient That's not necessarily a problem with you, Les, that's a problem with everything else that means that people are in that kind of financial strait and to suggest that you roll back on what you need to do for the climate. Uh, And I mean, ultimately, the future happiness of the planet, the, the population, every one of our friends and family, is, it seems, a little bit strange. I know that's going to make me sound a little bit just stop oil. Um, And I do have concerns about, certainly concerns about some of those kind of tactics but at the end of the day we are, if if we're not careful and today's headlines seem to say the same sort of thing that the Tories are going to roll back on all their eco pledges. Um, because we don't think we can win elections on the back of that. Well, it's going to get a lot bigger than elections at some point. So, but anyway, let's not get too too bogged down in that. Um, I don't think I don't think there's a, a lot of heart can be taken from Rishi because of the the Oxbridge result. Um, they might now see this as a lot unlocked a way of rolling back. But there aren't enough of those. There aren't enough places where you Les, has the same impact and those yeah, outer of London boroughs aren't going to change the shape of the election so I'm not convinced that's going to make a huge difference but I just think it's a an interesting situation we find ourselves in that the big thing we're now worried about is and rightly so Kosovo don't get me wrong but that that means that we go we go gung-ho let's start you know let's let's abandon all those pleasures and let's start burning more oil uh, because that's the way, which I'm I'm really, maybe it's just where I've got to in my life. I'm finding that all of a problem. I'm finding any of those things that we're turning back from are really concerning me at the moment. So um, yes, a good week in some respects, a good week in the fact that it looks like we'll get rid and we'll get rid soon. It's gonna be within the next year, you would hope. Um, but bad because this might be the battleground that's opening up and i i really hoped we'd got further on than going over and playing the culture war again but about about eco policies and and about reneging on those commitments that we made that uh, to be honest are kind of (laughs) non-negotiable Heading back through the eastern estate and there are some immaculate looking sheep on my right hand side. They really do look in very good condition, these things. They're, they're, uh, they're, they don't look like the kind of sheep that you get in the peak districts who definitely look like they live in weather. These, these seem far more picturesque sheep. In fact, you know what? I shall stop and take a photo. Hang on. Right, I'm back with you. And also while I was there, I've taken a picture of the, the path I'm going to be walking up. Uh, which takes you over a hill and drops you back down to where we're staying um, so it's a it g- gives a kind of I do like circular walks where you don't retread your footsteps on the way back so I'm going to turn this into a circular walk for the morning um, and I'm gonna finish and I'm just realized I do ramble when I come out on walks about absolute nothing so I apologize that this has been a ramble about absolutely nothing this morning but just about the fact I found myself in a slightly healthier place I think with regard to the bit where work bleeds into holiday because I've had a couple of things go on this week where I've just had to stop and take half an hour and do something you know that would be part of the day job and it's not it's not bothered me and yet when I was at shore and I was away anything that interrupted my holiday caused me a huge problem. I almost took it as some form of failure of the break that I wasn't able to leave my work behind for a week or a fortnight without being interrupted. Whereas now I seem to be a lot a lot more zen, I guess, about the fact that, I don't know, that your day, your day life gets in the way. And because of communications being the way they are, and because of the fact that you are so easy to get hold of, that inevitably there will be a, a bit of interruption. You should try and... You shouldn't think that it's broken the magic of a holiday. And that's how I used to think about it. I used to think that if somebody... You know, if I got a phone call by somebody who didn't know I was away, that that, that, that ruined the day. And um, that probably spoke far more about how I felt about the job I was doing than anything than anything else because ultimately if you're away for you know in the case of us nearly three weeks you're gonna have to dip back in at points in time and you shouldn't it, it, it doesn't break the magic of anything dipping back in particularly. Um, and I seem to be far more at one with it now than perhaps I've been in the past, which I think is a healthy thing. So I'm I'm thinking as I look out over the sea um at the top of this hill which I've just I've just stopped to have a second and look back that maybe I'm 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 probably in a a, you know a slightly better place with regard to that particular topic simply because when when things have kind of shoved their nose you know or, or put their foot in the door to keep the door open for a few minutes it's not actually bothered me I've just dealt with you dealt with it and moved on and it's not it's not broken the magic or the spell of the you know what of, of the kind of trying to have a little bit of time where you don't focus fully on that kind of stuff and you do try and spend a bit of time throwing a cricket ball or a tennis ball down the walkway at the side of a lodge anyway I've now got to go and work out what the hell I'm going to call this and also see if any of it's legible uh, in terms of, not legible, but in terms of the wind noise, whether you can you know, I can I can use it, but I, I, I probably will because I'm running out of time to do anything else anyway. So I'll leave you to your morning, I hope you're well um, and the next time I speak to you I'll, I'll be in France, I have no idea what that's going to bring, so we'll look forward to that might have even bumped into Steve Wilson the plumber um, for those of you who keep Tabs on those kind of things. Right, I will speak to you soon. Take care. If you've enjoyed Therapy for Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.